Hello and welcome to Fish Across the Ponds, Miami Marlins UK podcast. This is part four of our spring training series. And so today I'm delighted to be joined by the captain, our capitan, Miguel Rojas. Miggy, thanks for taking the time. How are you? Oh, thank you very much, man. And for you uh, to call me the captain, uh, uh, make me feel, made me feel really good. Made me feel proud that uh, people around uh, around the world can uh, can expect that from me and uh, can sense that from uh, from me and and what I can do for the team, uh, not just on the field but off the field too and in the clubhouse. I'm not calling myself a captain or anything like that, but I feel like uh, if I have to carry that responsibility, uh, uh, I will be I'll be honored to uh, to carry that. Yeah, good man. Well, we'll dive into that in in a little bit of detail shortly. Um, one thing I did want to ask you, this is, this is a UK Marlins podcast. Um, I, I didn't know, had you, had you ever been to the UK? Have you visited the UK before? No, I, I have never been there, but I was close this, uh, this off season. It was my first time in Europe. So, uh, I have a, a really good trip, uh, this off season. I went to uh, Spain first for a week and a half. I visited where, where the family of my uh, wife grew up in Spain. Uh, that was really special. I had the opportunity to go uh, to a house where um, the family uh, of my wife had the opportunity to take her when she was uh, growing up and she was living there for uh, about six months. So I had the opportunity to go there and I have to visit some family um, family friends uh, uh, in Italy. So I went to uh, Spain, then Italy, and then I took a, a, a boat and I went through the, the Mediterranean uh, seas and I went to different countries there too, at Athens, I went to uh, Serbia, I went to uh, another part of Italy, so it was a great trip and I really enjoyed it. Amazing. Well, make sure next time you're in Europe, make sure you convince your wife, uh, you know, hit, hit the UK, give it a try. The weather won't be as good, no doubt about that. Um, no, they, they, he, she, she will be so happy to, uh, for me to uh, propose that to her because uh, she loves traveling and she loves Europe. So uh, for me, uh, that that could be that could be my next destination. Why there you not? go, there you go. I'll buy you a beer. No problem about that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, good. Well, and one one other topical thing, just about the UK. Um, we obviously had the Red Sox and Yankees over uh, in 2019. We got the Cardinals and Cubs uh, this year, which is exciting for the UK and the development of the game. Um, how would you feel about? the Marlins playing in London maybe next year um, and, and making that kind of trip and doing a series in London? Man, that would be awesome. I mean, for me, spending baseball is one of the most important things that we have to do and continue to, uh, to do that legacy that players in the past, they, they did. They, they spent the, the, the game to China, Japan. I remember that they played in Venezuela exhibition games. This year, they're going to be playing Dominican Republic an exhibition game in the capital. So I'm pretty excited about continuing that legacy and, and putting baseball all over the world because I feel like this sport is so big that, that people around the world, especially like uh, I had the opportunity when I went, when I went to Italy, this is a, a team that is playing the Serie B in Italy and the love that they, they have for me there and they know, uh, they follow my season, they follow my career. And it's pretty amazing how people in the, in the other part of the, uh, of the world they, uh, they know about baseball and they know about the Marlins. They know about these uh, big teams, big market teams. But at the same time, I would like to, uh, for, for the Marlins to be part of the big market group that they, mm -hmm. they, they go all over the world. And, and we, keep, we keep promoting the game and, and trying to take it to a next level and, and put it across the, 
across the world. Yeah, awesome. Well, one of the first listener questions, let's say, that came across was actually from Jason Latimer at the Marlins. He, he messaged me <laughs> on this topic and said, uh, Miggy, if, uh, if you had to choose, would you go fish or chips? Uh, in my opinion, definitely- they should be together, right? I mean, it, it will go together, but uh, I mean, uh, I love I love the seafood so much mm-hmm. that I, I have to say that I have to go fish. Uh, I, yeah. I'm right now on a diet that I always uh, that I have to eat um, fish two times a day, and I feel I feel great, man. Coming into spring training, and uh, it makes me happy because uh, that's my favorite food, anyways. Yeah, well, there you go. Hey, what? Uh, just speaking about diets, uh, just slightly off topic. What what diets have? Um, of Alfaro and Aguilar being on, those guys are looking trim, right? Yeah, they're looking really good, and they, they, and I don't think it's because of a diet. It's because the 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 proposal that they have of of getting better, man. Uh, I feel mm-hmm. like they went in, into this off season trying to get better, trying to trying to get the opportunity to play more. I hear Alfaro saying that he want to be able to be one of the catchers to catch more games, mm-hmm. and that's unbelievable. The way that you go into the spring training and you. You progress into your goals. I, I feel like it's amazing, and not just because the way he looks, but the way he prepared throughout the whole off season. And I know Aguilar the same way. Aguilar, mm-hmm. I was, I was continue uh, continue to talk throughout the whole season when we got the guy, because I I've been knowing uh, Jesus for for a, for a long time now. Uh, we we got together for the first time when we was uh, 16 years old. Uh, back in Venezuela, and uh-huh. I remember his uh, when he started when he started his career, and he decided to be a great player. Is where he they they got they got it here. So uh, I'm so proud of those guys, and the preparation was amazing for them, mm-hmm. and and the rest of group was, is too. Maybe they they don't they didn't they didn't take so much so much weight out of their their bodies or their shoulders or anything like that, but they look great, man. Yeah, agreed. Everyone everyone's looking on point, and. The, from what I can see, there's a lot of buzz around camp. There's a lot of fun as well. I've, there's seen some videos. I think it was a mic'd up video. Jesus was having fun. Yeah. You guys were talking about fishing. You know, it was all, it looked a lot of fun, right? Yeah, they feel right in, man. Uh, I'm pre- I, I've been pretty surprised and pretty pleased with the way the, the guys like Mike, Matt Kemp, uh, Matt Joyce, Cody Dickerson, uh, Brandon Kinsler, Brad Bosberger, Aguilar, the new guys, the new additions that we got, Bijar. Uh, they they being like uh, fitting in so well these mm. first couple of days, not just with with themselves, but with the rest of the group, the rest of the young guys, uh, especially these guys that are having this opportunity to be in, in, in camp for the first time. Uh, it's gonna be so important to have a caliber of players like them, not just on the field but off the field too, that they can uh, reach out and and ask questions and and see the way that they prepare, see how we go about our business and and picking our brain and, and in regard of our experience and hopefully that helped the whole club to get better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, one, one thing that, that happens a lot in the UK with soccer teams in the UK, um, I was interested to see with, with new guys that, that join the club, do you have like an initiation that happens where they have to, you know, do something, you know, hey, welcome to the club and you got to get up and sing a song or I don't know. Interested to yeah, hear about that. It, it will probably happen, but uh, it, uh, during the season when we get to those uh, long flights in, in baseball, uh, actually that happened when we, like, let's say we go from Miami to Philadelphia or something like that. We're flying after the game, and then we got on the um, the team bus on the way to the hotel. There's where the fun begins, and mm-hmm. and we welcome all these uh, new guys, the new additions, or if we got guys who get called up to the big list for the first for the first time, we're always asking questions. Um, 
make them present themselves um, in front of everybody. And we, we, have, we had a lot of fun. So this is one of the good things about this club that we are really, really together in, in, this, uh, uh, in this journey. And we know how hard it is to get, is to get here. And to, to, to be able to maintain yourself in, in, this, uh, in this position to play in the big league. So that's why we're taking, a, taking advantage of every opportunity and have fun and enjoying every little moment. Yeah, well, you got it, right? You embrace it, have fun, enjoy it, feel good, play good, right? Exactly. That's, uh, <laughs> that's the goal. That's the goal. That we, everybody play good in the clubhouse. And that's my, my philosophy of being a good leader. I, I just want everybody in this organization when they got the opportunity to get to the big leagues. I don't, I don't care how young you are or, or how old and how veteran you are in this league. I just want you to be yourself and, and be comfortable getting into this clubhouse and getting um, to be part of this organization. For me, it's, a, it's a, my huge philosophy of being a leader that everybody who gets the opportunity, I want them to be themselves and feel comfortable around us. Yeah, awesome. And listen, being, you know, one of or the leader in the clubhouse now you know it's a young it's a young team it's a young core how, how much pressure or responsibility falls on you now to really help these guys you know at the start of their major league or hopefully major league journeys as well yeah i don't i don't feel any pressure on that to be honest with you i feel more pressure on on um, performing and 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 playing the game and mm -hmm. and continue to have my position i feel like i, I keep battling to, uh, to have my position and to be the everyday shortstop for this organization, you know, going forward. So that's what I feel, I feel pressure. And that's how I, I gonna, I gonna be trying to do whatever I need to do to maintain my job. But at the same time, on the other end, uh, being a leader, it's not, I mean, it, it doesn't put any pressure on me just because I have a, a, a really good group that I can rely on from the clubhouse guys to the, uh, to the coaching staff, James Rawson is being amazing uh, in, in uh, an amazing addition for our staff. It's not just going to be the bench coach. It's going to be a guy who's going to be around the hitters. It's going to be around the young players. It's going to be around the veteran guys. It's going to make everybody feel better. Mm -hmm. And um, that's, that's what I feel like is important, to have a big group that, that you can rely on. And it's, just, it's not just on me. It's, it's seeing everybody that can put a little bit of their work to make us better and to lead this team to a – to a winning um winning culture yeah awesome well i mean we're we're one day away now from spring training games starting for real right so how's how's everyone feeling about you know playing some baseball again uh, there's there's going to be a lot of competition in this camp and i can feel it already mm -hmm. uh not just because of the new additions or the, the way that the team is going to look on paper but i feel there's a lot of guys with an opportunity to show what they can do for this organization going forward and moving forward. And I'm pretty excited about the Magnery Sierras. I, I'm really excited about the Lewis Brinkston. I'm really excited about Isan Diaz coming into his second year. Uh, Monte Harrison having an opportunity to, to finally crack the team uh, this year in 2020. I'm pretty excited about all those guys. Nick Neider, uh, the, the, the pitchers on the pitcher side. Uh, Jesus Guzman. Luis Diaz, the guys that we got on trades, I ha I'm pretty happy about the opportunity that these guys are going to have because it's going to be a pretty good competition. And, mm. and we know, man, we, we're going to take to Miami uh, the, the, the players that they're going to get the job done and whoever are uh, going to help, help us win games. So for me, I'm pretty excited about uh, see what all, all of these guys can do with the opportunity that they're going to have this year. And um, 
the all the players too. I, I mean, we're gonna be there battling for for our jobs, getting ready for this year, and getting ready to play 162 games. Yeah. What do you like in the in spring particularly? What do you what do you focus in on personally? You know, you is it fitness? Is it getting into a hitting rhythm? You know what? I mean, it may be all of those things, but you know, do you do you focus in on specific things in spring? No, I I try to cover all the parts of the game, phase of the games. Uh, I, I make sure that I do my early works every day. It's not it's not the same every day. I'm not I'm not trying to hit every morning or try to take ground balls every morning. I work on on every phase of the game. So with that being said, I I, I try to take time in the mornings before the day even start to run the bases or take mm. ground balls one day, go to the cage and hit off the machine. And then when the game starts, I, I just like to I just like to play games and get back to the routine of of facing competition and 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 having that winning mentality again. You know, and instead of just getting ready for a year, I feel like the best way to get ready is uh, is competing. So when you start competing against other teams and you start facing these pitchers, and mm. especially in our division, man, we're gonna have the opportunity to play a lot as against the Cardinals and against the Mets. So they have a really good pitching staff. So that that itself gonna get you ready for the year. So I really can't wait to go and jump on the field and start facing these guys, and and that itself gonna get me ready for the season. Yeah, yeah. Well, looking forward to seeing it as well. Um, a, a couple of other follow-up questions from well, I say the listeners, but is the the Fish Stripes guys were in touch as well. Um, okay. Who I, I know you spend time with as well, and, and they were asking. This was a good question. I was interested to hear your thoughts. They were asking how you're feeling about the new turf at Marlins Park this year. So how that will change things for you and, I, you know, just how you feel it's going to play out. No, it's definitely going to be an, uh, an adjustment that we're going to have to make. Uh, but uh, to be honest with you, we tried this turf last year in Arizona. We played three games there. And mm. it's, not, it's not a much of a difference. But because, uh, to be honest with you, every, every ballpark in the big leagues uh, that they have, like, natural grass, it's always core, they, they always cut it like really, really shallow and, and, and it's really thin uh, close to the ground. So it's like, you got the sense that it's like, because it's short, uh, the ball is going fast. So mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's going to be a big difference. Uh, we're going to have to make adjustments, especially on our, on our positioning and all that stuff, because the ball is mm-hmm. going to come out of the bat. As soon as it hit the turf, it's going gonna, it's gonna, to um, go a little bit faster. But at the same time, I can't wait to see how the, the place is going to look. It's going to look amazing. The, mm-hmm. I love the ballpark in Miami, and I know this, um, this new turf is going to make it look so much better. Roof, roof open or roof closed. But um, really excited about uh, going after spring training and take some grounders on that turf and see how it plays. Yeah, me too. Hey, just on the roof uh, situation, are you a roof open or a roof closed guy? I'm a roof close guy, uh, especially when it's, it's afternoon games. When mm-hmm. we play these uh, one o'clock games and four o'clock games, I feel like I'd rather to have the, the roof close and because Miami is humid. Like, it mm-hmm. doesn't matter if it's a nice game, uh, it's a nice day outside, but it's always going to be humid and the humidity makes you sweat a lot. And um, I feel like, I mean, I love the roof close and, and I, I really love the way that he, he looks and uh, but it's, it's a personal perspective so I know the fans like it like it open like to see yeah. the the city in the back and it's amazing I'm, as a fan I would like to go to a ballpark and have it open but yeah. as a player I have <laughs> to talk as a player uh, I, I I rather to have it close but I enjoy the nights in Miami too when I, when it's open and uh, I'm trying to uh, 
make the best of every opportunity. Yeah, 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 for sure. It's you're right. The fans' perspective is always roof open, roof open. But you try and stand in that heat for that long, and um, <laughs> you'd be saying roof closed, please, with the air conditioning. Um, right. <laughs> I get it. So listen, we're we're about to start on the 2020 season. You know, springs. You know, going to be competitive, and that's going to be really exciting. But for the 2020 season generally, what's what's the expectations for for the Marlins? I mean, it's year three of the build. Let's say things. You know, it's really competitive, and the roster looks strong. The farm looks yeah. really strong. So, what are we thinking for 2020? Yeah, expectations are going to be high. Uh, mm-hmm. We we feel like it's time to move uh, to move on and and to move forward to the next phase of this uh, of this uh, winning mentality that we have to have. We're gonna we we we're gonna try to stop being just a mentality of winning. We're gonna try to uh, we're gonna try to put in put it into into the work in the on the field and trying to get more W's. That's that's what we're looking for and mm-hmm. that's what we're expecting of this organization. Getting Getting better in the one and the, and the W and law and L's uh, column. Uh, mm-hmm. We wanna be we wanna be in a better shape uh, winning baseball games and same thing. We, I, I would love guys uh, to keep getting called up and stuff like that. But I feel like it's a it's, it's a phase of in in this franchise that we need to move forward and it's time to to start getting to the winning mentality and the, mm-hmm. the winning um, culture that we need to get. Yeah, well, I'm excited for it for sure. Uh, it feels like absolutely everybody like the, should everybody should be excited. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and what was the general vibe in FanFest? It was it was packed out this year compared to previous years. So, what's the atmosphere around you know in Miami and in and around the team now? Yeah, Marlins organization have been I have been doing a great job uh, going around the community, especially in the off season. Mm. Uh, not just because of the way they use me around around Miami, because I'm. I'm a, a whole year round in Miami now, and I do a lot of stuff in the community. But uh, uh, they they are trying to put the brand out there, you know. Like you can mm-hmm. really see it now. Now at malls, uh, like schools, uh, the faces of the, of the players on radio, on TV, and you can feel you can feel that. And I feel like that's why people is keep getting keep getting better uh, coming to the ballpark and getting mm-hmm. to know these players, and they know. Uh, that we're gonna be here for a for a for a couple of years now. Like, especially when 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 they they show some uh, something to the to the fans that they're they're keeping their promises, whatever they're saying that they're doing, we we are uh, achieving that. So mm-hmm. uh, our fan shifting is so much better. We are in the top ten, and our the you can see that the signing that they did this year on on free agents it was so important for us that. That we have that, that that team back, you know, like we know this organization have our back and they want to mm. put a good product on the field. So I feel like that's one of the reasons why um, uh, this fan fest was so amazing that mm. we saw like almost 20,000 people at the ballpark and we're looking forward to see them on the seats too, you know, like I know it's a long season, but we're going to be playing 81 games, 81 games in Miami and they should be really excited about all the product that we're going to put on the field. Yeah, awesome. Does it help, like as a player, if the if the stadium is packed? I assume it would help you, right? You'd you'd feel good and yeah, it definitely helps, man. It's a, it's a it's a huge difference when you play mm. in front of more than ten thousand people. You can feel mm. it. You can feel the the adrenaline going up, and uh, you don't really need a, a pre workout to go into the game. <laughs> you know, sometimes you you drink your Red Bull, you drink your, your pre workout or whatever it is. When when you have over 15,000 fans every day, 20,000 fans, it, 
imagine if we get 30,000, 40,000 in Miami with that mm. roof closed, how, how that's going to sound. <laughs> so um, a couple of years ago, I remember uh, when uh, they were playing the World Baseball Classic and United States was uh, facing Dominican. Mm. And that, that place was packed. And, and I, I just, from that day on, I just go to bed dreaming about having all those people behind us and, in October. So for me, it's gonna be it's gonna be in our hands too, you know. Like mm-hmm. it's not it's not just the organization going going out there and putting the brand uh, for the people. We have to do our part and we have to start winning games. So people will, will like to would like to come to the whopper if we're winning. So yeah, uh, it's it's in our hands too. There's a correlation there, right? You know, if if you if you play Absolutely. well, they will come. So right, right, awesome. I mean. Uh, I unfortunately live a little bit too far away to make that happen that regularly. So, but I hope to make it this year. And um, one of the guys on the podcast, uh, we do weekly uh-huh. podcasts. Um, one of the guys will be there for opening day and for the second game. So he's really excited for that. Um, That's amazing. I'm still, That's amazing. I'm still talking to my wife to say, listen, can I go? <laughs> <laughs> At the moment, she's saying no, but we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> okay. hopefully, hopefully you can make it. If, if it's not for opening day, hopefully uh, you can be here at some point. Hopefully so. Listen, I'm, I'm mindful of time. There's a few things to get through. I mean, just away from the game, what, what, do you, what do you enjoy doing away from baseball? You can't be thinking about baseball all the time, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I live baseball 24-7. And, and uh, my wife and my family can, can sense that too. You know, like uh, the way I go about my career is like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to get better every single day. I don't care if, in, if it's in the off-season, in-season. Uh, spring training, whatever it is, I'm gonna try to get better every single day, so I can, I can play this game uh, as long as I want, and and I can be productive for a couple more years. You know, mm-hmm. like that's that's my goal. And um, but I, on the other side, I feel like I put my mind away, um, getting with my family, a couple of friends that I have in Venezuela. Mm-hmm. One of them is living in, in Italy right now, so I always keep in touch with them, and that's something that I do when I'm not playing baseball. I'm I'm spending time with my family. Uh, do 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 stuff with my friends, and another thing that I like to do is play poker. So uh, okay. I I I try to I try to play cards, and and I I, I love playing poker. So that that kind of take my mind away from baseball. And when I sit on a table, I just feel like I'm there, just counting and and like play my game. And that's that's kind of one of the things that the people don't know about me. Yeah, nice. Like I like that. Who um yeah. who's the best poker player on the Marlins? Uh I have to say, Caleb Smith is good. Before he got, before he got a, a couple of drinks on the plane, I feel like <laughs> after after he got a little bit of uh, fun on the plane, he start playing loose and he start losing his center. But uh, uh, Caleb played really well uh, last year. Um, uh, Holiday Brian Holiday was playing with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Martin Prado was playing on the same table, and uh, we always have like a little a little fun game on the plane. So. Uh, it's fun. It's fun uh, that, that we have a couple of players that, that I can play with and mm. I'm always going to have the, the card game on the plane. Yeah, sounds awesome. Um, listen, I've got a, a few other uh, questions uh, around teammates just coming up right at the end, just to round off. But before I get to that, another passion okay. of mine, and I know for yours as well, for you as well, sorry, it's um, you know, fantasy sports. And right. um, at the moment, it's obviously fantasy baseball season, right? Uh, everyone's... Right looking you know starting to prep up for drafts and working out who's who so for for people listening to this who are thinking about drafting Miguel Rojas 
Um, if they were going to draft you in 2020, what, what should they expect from you? I mean, career high in steals last year. Um, walls are coming in. The, you know, the, the walls are in in Marlins Park. Right. Could be a power surge, you know? So, yeah, uh, to be honest with you, I, I, work, I work really, really hard this offseason to become a complete player because mm-hmm. I know a couple of years ago I hit 11 homers and uh, that's something that I didn't do uh, never before in my career. So, um, but I wasn't happy with the 240-something that I hit that year, 247 or something like that, close to 250. So I wasn't happy with that. I wanted to be a complete player, a complete hitter. I wanted to be a, a hitter that is uh, more consistent instead mm-hmm. of just a, a power once in a while. And I, th- I don't think 11 homers uh, correspond to a 240 average. So for me, it was a, it was a challenge to keep working on becoming a, a complete player, not just a defensive shortstop. I want to be a complete player. So I work really hard in this offseason to, to become the player that, uh, that, I can, that can combine that power with, uh, with the hitting. And I, I lost some weight too, so hopefully I can still – a couple more bags and wow. I don't know how it works. I don't know the point. I don't know how, how many points it, it, it counts to, for, a, for a hit or for a homer or for an RBI or whatever it is. But uh, all, I can, all I can promise is that I put, I put my, the work in the offseason and I'm going to be ready to go. Awesome. There you go. You hear it here first on the, on the podcast. Uh, Miggy, Miggy Rowe, get him in your first round draft, I think. Uh, Let's go. Uh, he's, he's up there. Um, right, listen, uh, time's ticking. I know you got to get on. So let's, let's finish up with a bit of fun. And um, let's go. It's quick fire questions, current teammates. Um, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll ask and just give us your, your honest, quick response. Should be a lot of fun. Okay. Try them um, away. <laughs> so uh, who's the biggest joker? Could be you. Yeah, I mean, everybody says me. Yeah. But. <laughs> At the same time, uh, Andy uh, Anderson, uh, Brian Anderson, uh, got that dry sense of sense of humor uh-huh. that uh, that I really like, and I feel like Andy, Andy can be uh, really funny sometimes, especially when he gets mad. Yeah, <laughs> good. Yeah. Uh, and this could be anyone as well. Um, who's the hardest trainer? Who trains the hardest? Uh, Smitty, Smitty, uh, Caleb Smith. He really he really likes to go after him in the gym. And one of one of the one of the the, the guys that is new on the team, Francisco Cervelli, mm. he's always doing crazy stuff like yoga, um, Pilates, and all all those kind of crazy stretches. And uh, okay. he's he's going after it on the gym too. Good, good. Um, who who can drink the most beers on a night out? Ah, uh, the most beers. <laughs> I have to go. I have to be a pitcher. I I know I have to be a pitcher. So. I'm going to have to go with, uh, oh, Caleb can put it down. Caleb, me, yeah. Right? He, he, li- he likes to work out. but he, Pablo he was there. Pablo was sipping no, IPA. No, but uh, Pablo, Pablo is not a, a really a drinker. So uh have to be between, uh, maybe between Caleb and Aguilar. <laughs> and Hero Ramirez, maybe. Yeah, good. Yeah. Good question. Well, let's, let's keep in touch on that one. Let's see how it goes. Uh, yeah, for- uh, who's the fastest runner? Faster running, Magnetic Sierra. Yeah, that okay. Is, that guy can fly. Yeah. yeah. Hey, there's been some talk, I think, between maybe Caleb and, and Alfaro maybe on, on speed. <laughs> so <laughs> Caleb, Caleb called me out uh, during the fan fest that he, that he told everybody that he, he, could be, he could run faster than me. So uh, let's see. Let's see how that works. Let's see. Well, who, who's the slowest runner then? 
the slowest runner. Oh man, I gotta go with my boy Aguilar. Aguilar can he he can hit some homers and he's gonna drive runs in, but I'm not counting on him scoring from first on a on a double in the gap. <laughs> well put, Miggy. Well put. Um, right. Who who takes the most selfies? Oh my God! Uh, well, I feel like Lewis Brinson is big in social media. Mm. He will he will take a lot of a lot of selfies. I have to put Alfaro there too. Okay. So it has to be between Alfaro, Lewis, and this new uh, the the shortstop that we got from the Diamondbacks. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's home. So I gotta put those three guys on the on the same category. But uh, Alfaro <laughs> is always looking for a camera. There you go. <laughs> awesome. Listen, couple more to go. Who's the best dancer? This may be tough. Uh, best dancer. No, best dancer can be between uh, Robert Dogger, Isan Diaz, and um, Louis Brinson. So oh. they, I, I think they can dance. They, they move really well. They always dance in the clubhouse when they play some music. So I'll go with Doggy, uh, Isan, and Louis. Cool. Who's the most fashionable? Most fashionable is going to be Matt Ken, man. Can't wait. Can't wait to see what he's going to bring. Uh, I get a lot of my stuff just because I, I played with Matt when I was in 2014. And um, sometimes it was frustrating, man, because he was, he was coming up with some really hot stuff. And uh, he always, he always bringing the, what is new out there. How oh, good. Well, on, on the flip side, who's got the worst fashion sense? Well, this name, Tommy Ibel. He's the guy, he's, uh, he was in double-A AA and triple-A last year, closer that we got from uh, Arizona on a trade. And he's in a spring training right now. He's the worst dresser for sure. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Who's, who moans or complains the most? Well, I, I have to say, oh, this is a tough one because uh, there's, there's a lot of new guys in this, uh, yeah. in this clubhouse. But I don't know. I, I, I would say Cooper. Yeah, Coop. Good to hear. Uh, who's best singer? Who's got Who's got the vocals? Best singer. Who Who I ever, who Who I always like listen to like the, that he's always singing is Matt Kemp. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he got a good voice or not, but maybe because he was with uh, with Rihanna in the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he got He got a touch of on the on the music side, but uh, <laughs> I gotta say him. Yeah, we better move on from that. Um, right. Right. <laughs> Um, final couple. Who who spends the most time in the mirror? Could be Alfaro. Spend the most time in the mirror. It could. Yeah, have to be Alfaro. Yeah, <laughs> Alfaro. Yeah, you 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 nail it. You nail yeah. it. Alfaro is the the one that spends more time in the mirror, and he always trying to uh, make sure his uh, teachers are like really really close to his uh, arms. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I know that game. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Last last one. Who's the longest in the shower? A second rider. He loves to shower. He, he showers like three or four times a day. And he likes to steam up the room. He gets every, uh, every water r- running and he likes to steam it. Like really, really uh, hot. Second rider is the guy. <laughs> awesome. Listen, that, that's it, Miggy. That, that rounds it off. That, that's a lot whoa, of whoa, fun. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But you, you got a hole. You got a hole. I got a question for you now. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, I, ha- I have this question. How do you become a Marlins fan? Oh, good question. Um, <laughs> me, uh, when, when my wife let me go to Miami um, okay. about five years ago, we, we went to a game. It was against the Diamondbacks. And okay. 
Um, I'd, I'd already been to the Cardinals before and to the Royals, so I'd been to both of their stadiums right. and watched games. But I, we went to, to, to Marlins Park, and Stanton hit a huge home run, like absolutely ginormous home run. And I was like, okay. this is the team for me. So it was, it was Big, G, <laughs> Big G reeled me in. Just I was, I'd never seen a baseball player like him. I'd not followed baseball before, but I enjoyed right. it. I loved watching it. And I enjoyed the beers, the hot dogs, and the entertainment right. on the field. But, but yeah, as soon as Stanton hit that home run, I was like, wow. I went straight to the, the store in the stadium uh-huh. in Marlins and Park. Got his bought a jersey straight away. Just put it, put it nice. on. Right, that's me. So well, I gonna I gonna try to do that. I gonna try to hit a like really really big home run this year, so we can we, we can draw some more fans from the UK and, and there Europe. you go. Listen though, the only problem is I've I've there's a problem with jerseys. I, I've bought a few jerseys over the last few right. years, so I had standards. Obviously, he's gone to New York. Um, then I've I bought another jersey, the black one from last year, uh, with okay. the new the new branding. I bought and that's with with Lewis. Um, okay. So that that's on. Now I've bought a Players Weekend one with with Isan on the back. So I feel like I need a a, a Miggy Rowe jersey just to add to the collection. Yeah, let's go uh, this year. You can go. You can go and buy the blue one. That's my favorite, actually, the one that we're wearing on spring training. Well, that, so, that's a good point. Do you? Uh, there's been a lot of talk about that jersey uh, on Twitter and stuff the last few weeks. Um, it looks yeah, awesome. Yeah, I would, I would like I would like to have that one for uh, for one of the jerseys uh, uh, during the year, but. I mean, I don't know if, if that's going to happen, but actually, that's my favorite color. Me too. Me too. There we go. It's match made in heaven. But, but be careful because my, you know, sometimes uh, not every player plays at their peak when, uh, when I buy their jersey. No, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, no worries. Uh, you're, you're not going to give me any bad luck for sure. I know, no. I know every, every, everything that is coming from, from, from there and the fans that we have in, in UK is, uh, is good vibes. So it is. I'll receive it is. them. There's a lot of us that, you know, it's a good group of Marlins fans and, and we love watching the team and, you know, we all hope to get out. But, you know, we're, we're trying to bring a bit of fun and coverage from the UK and with our weekly podcast. So, listen, it's, it's amazing for us. We're a year, a year doing the podcast now, pretty much to the day. And nice. when we started it, we said, listen, we'll, we'll commit to doing it weekly. We will, and a goal is in year one to get one of the active players to join us. And so here we are, pretty much a year to the day, and um, and and you're here. So you know that was that was excellent for us, and we really appreciate you taking the time. I'm happy that you guys can do that and keep supporting us. Thank you for the support over there. Hopefully, you can keep bringing people to that to that little uh, group that you have and make it a a huge group. And hopefully, we can see it. uh, We can see you guys when we. uh, when we go to the war series. Yeah, that, now, now we're talking. Now we're really talking. <laughs> Let's go. Awesome. Listen, Miggy, appreciate you taking the time today. Um, wishing you all the best for, for spring. It's going to be competitive. We're all going to be watching and, and uh, it's going to be really exciting. And then, you know, real best of luck for 2020 as well. It's, it's going to be an interesting series. It's going to be a, a tough division, no doubt about that. So it's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. And thank you very much for the opportunity. Uh, I wanted to say uh, thank you to, the, to all the people there, in uh, not just in the UK, but uh, the, the, the whole people there in Europe, in the other part of the world. Uh, thank you for the support. And hopefully you, can, uh, you guys can um, keep following baseball, not just the Marlins, just because uh, are the Marlins. Uh, baseball is a, is a great sport, and we're trying to put a, our, a, the best show that we can. So thank you for the opportunity again. Awesome. Miggy? 
thanks again. We'll speak hopefully again sometime in the season. We'll check back in. Hopefully, man. Thank you. All the best. Thank you. Bye.